You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. All right, it's schedule release night. So, of course, we're bringing you another Arrowhead Pride Reaction Roundtable. My name is Pete Sweeney. I'm the editor-in-chief of ArrowheadPride.com, joined once again by my esteemed deputy editor, John Dixon, also by our lead analyst, Ron Kopp, also by staff writer, the guy who brings you Rocky's world every Friday during the season, Rocky Magana. And we're reacting to the Kansas City Chiefs schedule. So first things first, I'm going to just simply read off the schedule. So if you're in your car and you've been under a rock for the last 24 hours or so, whenever you're listening to this, at least we can go through it. Uh, It is at Cardinals, then Chargers at home, at Colts, at Bucks, and then it's a two-game homestand, Raiders and Bills, at 49ers, you get a bye week. Then you're home for two games. So it's the Titans and the and the Jaguars. You go to LA and visit the Chargers at home against the Rams. A three-game road series, Bengals, Broncos, and Texans. You get the Seahawks and Broncos at home. And then you visit the Las Vegas Raiders to end the season. We'll see if the Raiders can be on the come up here now that they've added Devonte Adams. There really hasn't been an interesting Chiefs Raiders game for both sides that late in the season. So you wonder if this will finally be the year. So we have the schedule in our hands. I want to start by going around the room and just getting your initial thought on the schedule. And then I'll finish up with my initial thought and then we'll move on to some favorite games and, and whatnot. But let's start with you, John. Once you saw this schedule, what were you thinking? Well, the first thing that struck me about this was how bizarre it is that the last game uh, of the season uh, has an unknown date. Uh, It's like they're finally admitting right at the beginning of the season. Yeah, we don't know what day these week 18 week 18 games are going to be on. So just don't even plan on making any plans until we decide. So which is I mean, they've been doing it for a couple, three years now where they've change things around in order to make the significant games happen in the right order. And it's made for some very exciting weekends, but they've always been scheduled on a particular date to start with. And now the week 18 game on the road against the Raiders is either going to be on Saturday, January 7th or Sunday, January 8th. Consult consult your local listings. (laughs) Well, I actually think that that's better than... 
yeah. the alternative when you make all these plans to go to that road game and see your Chiefs sure. and it, it gets jumbled. You have that late in the season when they have some of those Saturday games where all of a sudden the game is Saturday and maybe you were flying in for Sunday morning. Maybe you were trying to explore City X on Saturday and it doesn't end up working out that way. So, yes, I, I like the forward facing. I like the honesty by the NFL at the beginning <laughs> here. Uh, let's continue around the room. Ron, what was uh, your initial thought of the schedule? Yeah, man. My initial thoughts right here are just the road stretches they have to to face at, at certain times. Both times at the beginning of the season, they have three out of four to to start the season on the road yep. against against some tough teams too. Obviously, I think the Cardinals. You get them at a good time. Obviously, DeAndre Hopkins will be suspended. Um, but yeah, three out of four on the road, and then you just mentioned it already, people. You got three in a row to start December, which. I, I kind of my first thought when you saw three out of four on the road, you thought, okay, well, it's going to come back. They'll have plenty of home games in December. They'll be stocked up. We've seen that quite a bit with the Chiefs. I feel like they hook Andy Reid up. Uh, but three go- games to start December on the road against really tough teams. I, I mean, the Texans is one of them, so I shouldn't say that. But to start, <laughs> to, to start, you know, it's a three out of five or a three out of uh, four out of five. Excuse me, four road games out of five game stretch if you include the at Chargers. Than the home game against the Rams too, leading up to that December stretch. So, all that to say, man, there are some tough road stretches for the Chiefs this year. I, I really think there could, could be some really tough uh, road trips uh, for them, just at tough times too. I feel like I'm going to build off your point and and just really point out that the last four of six games are on the road. Yeah, a lot of times the the Chiefs are home in the month of December and what you end up getting this time is just the one December home game. And that's on Christmas Eve against the Seattle Seahawks. What that tells me is you got to put yourself in a pretty good position entering that stretch where maybe you could drop a game and still manage to win the sole AFC by it's not easy to win on the road. I mean, Patrick Mahomes has made it look easy, but it's not necessarily easy to win on the road in the NFL. And so you're going to want to build a little cushion heading into that final stretch, four of six games, on the road. I have more points on, on the schedule, but I want to throw it to Rocky first. What was your initial thought of this chief schedule? Uh, my initial thought is that the NFL did the Raiders a solid, let not making them uh, play an arrowhead in, uh, in January. David Carr <laughs> or Derek, yeah, David Carr finally got a, uh, got a little bit of a, of a break there. Um, but other than that, you look at this, I know there's been a lot made about the AFC West being the toughest division in football this year. But really, when you look at some of the scariest games on this on this schedule, you know, the Bucks and the Rams, you know, excluded, it's really division rivals are kind of some of the toughest games in these stretches. And when you look at the toughest stretches in the schedule, there's not a single one of those stretches that doesn't involve, you know, a division opponent. You know, it's really going to be a bit of a gauntlet this year, I feel like. Yeah. And, and that is a nice segue into what I was going to say for my initial thought. And my initial thought of this schedule actually came before we had the official schedule in our hands. Now, we had leaks all throughout the day. I think we knew unofficially about 10 games before we even got it. But when you start looking and you're wondering what the dates and times are going to be and you're waiting all day, you just zone in on the opponents. And I got to the point where you know we're at 6.59 before Matt McMullen, Chiefs reporter, got Andy Reid the schedule in his hands to read to us live at, at Arrowhead. Uh, we're waiting a, a minute before that. And I'm like, there is no scenario with these teams. That's going to make this schedule easier. It's yeah. just, you you know, you, you go through these teams and 
how many teams could we say we would be absolutely stunned if they won the Super Bowl that are on the schedule? I'm going to go the other way and say uh, the teams that I wouldn't be stunned if they were able to make a Super Bowl run. I, I know a lot of Chiefs fans roll their eyes, but I think the Chargers finally have the quarterback. I think the Buccaneers, Matt Ryan with the Colts is interesting. The Buffalo Bills, the 49ers were right there last year. No mm-hmm. on the Titans for me, no on the Jags. So you get the Chargers again. The LA Rams are the damn Super Bowl champions. The Bengals did it to you in your building. The Broncos now, two games at the end of the season, they finally have a quarterback. This is not your uh, father's uh, uh, Broncos anymore. Well, I guess I guess it is because now it's like they actually have a quarterback. <laughs> yeah. So it is your father's Broncos again. Uh, and then obviously the Texans know, Seahawks know without the quarterback. I don't think the Raiders can go to the Super Bowl, but they are a lot interesting now with Devontae Adams. It's just, and building off your point, Rock, no matter how this panned out, it's not like you were going to look at this and be like, oh, no, it's a cakewalk. So I think we should keep that in mind as we're looking at it. And it's tough. And, you know, the the chunks of road games are, are really hard. I also jotted down that I think it's really interesting when you look at the primetime games. You have a primetime game against every team in the AFC West. The NFL has realized, OK, it's no longer the NFC East. The AFC West is the best division. We don't you know, we're not going to have to see Giants and Cowboys and Cowboys and Eagles every week. They're starting to realize, OK, we got to get as many of these AFC West games in prime time as possible. And what's fun about this is you get a different day of the week for every AFC West team. You got the Chargers on Thursday night to start it off. I don't love four days after you play your initial game. You got to play again because uh, you, Again, and that'll be the case for both teams. You want to get those calluses and those bumps and bruises. No time to do that. You'll get the Chargers on Thursday night, continuing with the division. Monday night against the Raiders a couple weeks later. Later in the year, Sunday night football against the Denver Broncos. And so a different day for each AFC West team. There's also a Sunday night football game against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And I don't know why a Sunday night football game against the Tennessee Titans, but I thought it was really interesting that you're getting the full division featured uh, in these primetime games. And then just to, and John, I know you'll love this, a point to complain. What is there? Five noon games. I love noon games. We there, you don't get them right, anymore in yeah. Kansas city. The classic noon game is a distant memory uh, for this Kansas city chiefs team, despite some of their woes at the end of the season, these past two years in the super bowl and then the AFC title, uh, the NFL really is considering the Kansas City Chiefs a marquee ticket, and if they're not in prime time, most of these games are in the late window where you have the CBS and Fox sort of getting their prime time game. Like they're allowed to protect certain games, so a lot of people will be like Chiefs and Bills with three twenty five. Yeah, you know that CBS wanted that game, right? That's one of the bigger games of the year. It'll stay in that slot uh, even as you look toward the end of the year. Um, you know, you wonder about Chiefs and Bengals. Oh, a lot of people will yeah. assume that'll get flexed. Now it's probably going to stay because I'm sure CBS is going to want to protect that game. So there's different little things uh, built into the schedule that I found really interesting. So now we're going to move on to our next part of this. And I want you each to pick a game that you're looking forward to. And I want to hear why you're looking forward to that game. No repeat games and no repeat teams. So if someone picks an AFC West team, don't give me the road version of that. I don't want that. Uh, we'll snake it. So Rocky, you can go first. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Week Five Raiders versus Chiefs on Monday Night Football. I mean, it's the ultimate, you know, classic matchup as a Chiefs fan. You want to see Raiders Chiefs in Arrowhead on the on Monday Night Football. It's a throwback game to your to your childhood. I think there's just there's not a there's not a bigger game, bigger stage than, than Chiefs Raiders in prime time. Well, I want to I want to say too real quick too. You mentioned you mentioned Devontae Adams earlier too, people like Josh McDaniels is their head coach now. And I actually sure. think 
That, that intrigues me a little bit. I really think the Raiders could be feisty this year because of that. You know, McDaniels, I know his record in Denver is kind of iffy, but he's he's the type of guy that's going to be have them ready for a Chiefs game like this. So I Rocky stole my week five. That's why I wanted to run in because that that that's the game I'm really looking forward to. I think Josh McDaniels is going to have the Raiders at a you know at a pretty good level of competition this year, in my opinion. Okay, I'll I'll riff a little bit on this game while you can pick a new game because uh, obviously you didn't hear the rules, Ron. You can't pick the same game, so I'll have you pick a new one while I talk about this. But no, I I I think this is the comeback for this Chiefs Raiders rivalry, and I I actually think it's happening at the same time as the Chiefs Broncos rivalry. It started last year. To the Raiders' credit, I, you know I know we we hate the Raiders in Kansas City, but they had a lot of BS happen off the field with their head coach and the rugs thing, and they managed to be the fifth seed in the AFC. A really impressive job by Rich Basaccia. They bring that winning pedigree with Josh McDaniel. They go get the perfect weapon for for Derek Carr, not to say that it, it'll necessarily matter. And you wonder what the Raiders' record will be there Like at, at that point. I don't have the Raiders' record, or I don't have the Raiders' schedule pulled up, but let's just assume, okay, it, it's two 4-0 teams. Now, the Chiefs have the Cardinals, Chargers, Colts, and Bucks. That's a big assumption for Kansas City. I would take 3-1 there. But let's say they're both 4-0. Man, that place is going to be rocking. And how long has it been since we really saw an important primetime game for both sides of Chiefs and Raiders? And to me, you know, they're, they'll always be the biggest rivalry because it dates back to Lamar and just the families kind of hating each other. I, I, I think the Broncos are interesting. I think the Chargers can get even more interesting as Justin Herbert evolves. But to me, it's always Chiefs and Raiders. So that'll be a game we definitely are looking forward to. All right, Ron, what is your new favorite game that you're looking forward to the most? Oh, yeah, I come flexible, Pete. You know you know how it goes. That's right. Uh, no, there's there's so many. I mean, there's so many. Um, I, I almost want to shout out one of the low-key ones because I, I think it's, it's, it's something I really want to kind of talk about. But I got to go Chiefs Bengals, man. I got to go back to Cincinnati where, you know, obviously they lost in week 17 last year and then obviously ended up losing to them at home in the AFC championship. Man, there's going to there's going to be a lot of revenge in that in that game on the Chiefs side, man. I mean, getting embarrassed, not not necessarily embarrassed, I guess, but just the way they lost them in the AFC championship. And and also just week 17, I feel like that did kind of get the ball rolling on some on some things that you know, maybe showed up in the AFC championship a little bit. So that, that Bengals game, and that's going to hit a different tone with them. It's again, it comes right off a really hard stretch. Seriously. I mean, the at Chargers, then uh, home against the Rams. And then even after this game, they have to go at Denver. It's going to come at a really tough spot for them, but I'm just looking forward to seeing, you know, I, I want to see some revenge chiefs. I love, I love a vengeful chiefs. I think there's a few times in this opportunity. You'll see Andy Reid be vengeful. Patrick Mahomes be vengeful. Like on this schedule, there's a few opportunities for it. But the well, Bengals one is the biggest one. So I got to go Bengals game. When you have such raging success as the Chiefs have had in recent years, I actually wrote this in my initial comments about the schedule. You don't get a lot of revenge games. But when you end your season in embarrassing fashion two years in a row, even though you were a great team all year, and then they pop up on your schedule, suddenly you do have a revenge game against the Cincinnati Bengals. I, you know, If you had to pick a biggest game of the year, uh, maybe the Bengals wouldn't feel that way because they took care of business twice, but the Chiefs, I think, certainly would be circling that game. It's been a long time since the Chiefs really needed revenge on the team. And then the other one, and I don't want to steal it just in case you were going to pick this game, uh, would be the Bucks. I think the Chiefs will really look at the, this Bucks game and, and Mahomes will really look at it as another opportunity to go and beat Tom Brady on what will be a Sunday night football stage. But again, uh, I don't want to talk too much about that game just in case John wanted it. John, what's your game that you're looking forward to? 
Well, uh, the Bucks game, actually, see? since you, Look at since that. you brought it up. You see, that's that editor show <laughs> mojo. You know, everyone thinks it's Kelsey and Mahomes that have the mind meld. No, it's the editor show. But go ahead, John. You can talk well, about I would that. actually, I would actually, I, uh, having already written a best and worst games piece that's on the site at arrowheadpride.com, I'm, I've kind of done a little homework on this already. Um, but the other game is right before that, the Colts game. These are two teams that we don't really know what they're going to be like this year. I know there'll be some people who push back on that, that Tom Brady is always going to be great. And maybe he will be there this year. That's entirely possible. I'm not saying that Tom Brady is going to be terrible this year. He's going to fall off the cliff at age 45, but he could. And there are things this year that are different. The head coach is different. The retirement, unretirement thing, sometimes that works out well. Sometimes it doesn't. And, uh, the, and, you know, there's just, it, there's just some differences this, this year than we've typically seen when Brady has played with the Buccaneers. So I think there's a, a question mark there about uh, what that team is going to be like. And I think the same is true as the Colts. You know, they have, they have been building up that team for a while, but it's hard to know how they're going to be this year with another new quarterback in there. Is Matt Ryan going to be fantastic in that team? Or is it just going to be another meh year for the Colts? So there's two games back-to-back where we don't really know what's going to happen. And they're sandwiched in between some games that are going to be tough any way you slice it. So that could end up being a very rough stretch to open the season, or it could be one that's got a couple of fairly easy games uh, on the road portion of it. Yeah, you mentioned the quarterback in Matt Ryan, and I have been high – on Indianapolis and I've been high on Denver less their quarterback now for a few years. And I'm like, man, if, if they can actually get a quarterback in place, both of these teams are spicy and now they do right. I mean, on the open market in the market, you're not going to really get much better than a Matt Ryan. You're not really going to get much better than a Russ Wilson. And now we'll see if these teams are actually built to win right now. And that segues me into the game. I'll talk about Man, it's Chiefs and Broncos in Denver on Sunday Night Football. This is on a platter for the Denver Broncos and their Mile High Report fans to finally end this maddening streak that they've had forever. It's Denver. That place, to be fair to them, will be nuts that night. Yeah. If they're a good team at that point, which I expect them to be over 500, I don't know how good they're going to be with Russ Wilson. I expect them to be better. Uh, so let's even just say they're uh, over 500 and they're vying for a playoff spot. Let's say the Chiefs have a slightly two, three game better record. That is the perfect opportunity for the Broncos to finally defend their turf, to end this wild streak that's existed for six years. How great would it be for Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs, who, again, it's an it's a division game, but there's not as much juice on this side of the rivalry right now, but there's still ride into Denver and get that win on Sunday night football. And I tend to think at that stage of the season in week 14, it'll be a rather important win for a lot of reasons for Kansas city, both maybe in the division. If you have Mm -hmm. the chargers creeping up, maybe the the Raiders are interesting there, but also in the scope of the AFC, maybe that's a key game where you're trying to stick with the Buffalo bills or maybe the Cincinnati Bengals or whoever's up there when it comes to that one AFC buy. And this is a greater, grander point about the schedule that I didn't make before. And I want to get to before we get into a potential record for this team. This week, eight by eight by week stinks. Uh, it, you have seven <laughs> games before, right? So you already have 10. 
I've said this before. Don't kill me here. I'm just being honest. I think the Chiefs are going to have a tough time winning one bye week because their division is just going to be better. Three and three in a division. I would sign up for that right now. I think you'd rather four and two. I definitely would sign up for four and two, but you're not going to be like five and one, six and oh, rolling in this division. Meanwhile, I expect the Buffalo Bills to easily go five and one or six and oh. So they already have that maybe one to two game advantage there to me. So I think this could be the Bills AFC buy to lose in a sense. And if it's not the Bills, it could be another team. The Chiefs road is hard. We've talked about it on Arrowhead Pride. They have the toughest schedule in the NFL. To expect them to have the best record alone in the AFC is a lot to ask. And so when you look at this bye week, digging deeper into this, you have the seven games, you get a break, you have 10 games in a row, including that stretch of four road games of six to end the season. If you don't get the bye week, so let's say the Chiefs do win their division, but they're two or three, you're playing on wildcard weekend. You're playing on division round weekend. You're playing at the AFC title game. Then you finally get your break after 13 games. You know what's going to happen if the Chiefs are able to make the Super Bowl? They're just going to sleep that whole first buffer week. That They're going to have to because they're going to be so tired. That's a college season with a bowl game, right? So, like, I... I wish the bye week were just a little later. I, I know I had said that no schedule would have been been easy for the Chiefs, but with a 17-game schedule, it's just a tough place for the bye to be, especially with this road. Uh, can they overcome it? Yes, they have Mahomes, so they can overcome anything. All right, this is what I want to do now. We're going to go through the schedule, and let's do four games at a time uh, where we each take four games, and we're going to do a real rapid pick them. We're going to get a record right now and we'll play this back at the end of the season and see how wrong we were. Uh, Rock, we'll start with you again on this this first four-game stretch. Uh, pick the game and give us a quick reason why you see the Chiefs coming on top, coming out on top, or maybe dropping. Or if you really want to get weird, tell us why they'll tie that game. Alright, so we're starting with week one with the Cardinals. I see the Chiefs handle coming out of the gates pretty strong. Um, I think Patrick Mahomes is going to be fired up and Andy will have schemed for this week. Um, I think the Cardinals are going to have a hard time getting home. They didn't really address their pass rush, you know, in the draft or in the offseason. They lost Chandler Jones. Um, I don't think that Hollywood Brown is going to be enough to replace the loss of New Hopkins. So I'm going Chiefs by at least double digits on that game. Uh, following up by the Chargers, I think this is going to be another slugfest like it has been recently with the Chargers. Given the Chiefs the edge there, though, at home. So I'm going to give them the 2-0 start. And then with the Colts and Lucas Oil Stadium, we don't know what they're going to look like. This is one of the biggest question marks. Um, Frank Wright's a great coach, but I think the Chiefs come out ahead of that one as well. On the road against the Bucs, that's the big question mark. Um, if I was going to choose a tie, this would be the game all season where I would choose a tie. <laughs> um, you're going to be, you're going to try to be there though, Rocky. I mean, you can't I am. tie. Dude. I, can't I'm going to be tie. present for this. Rock, game Rock, with, with you in the, if, if you're definitely going to be in the building, you know which yeah. way you got to go on this game. So go ahead. You can. Oh, yeah. 100% I'm going, I'm going Chiefs all the way. I'm going to say it's going to be one of those off games where, where Tom Brady throws three interceptions early and the thing gets down on himself and pouts <laughs> over on the sideline for the second half and the Chiefs run away with this one. Yeah, from man. your mouth to God's ears, Rocky. And that Super, Super Bowl year, that was the that was the game that Tyreek went a little crazy. So one of uh, his last most memorable games as a as a Kansas City Chief. All right, Ron, you can continue week five, and then you you can skip the bye and also get that bonus game after the bye. All right, I'm glad I got the week five one because I kind of teased it earlier, just how interested I am in this game, man. I really think 
know, just Josh McDaniels, he comes from that Belichick tree in terms of just preparation, preparation. Like, I just really feel like he knows he has to beat the Chiefs if he has any chance at having success with the Raiders. I really think he's going to come up fired up. And since the Chiefs haven't lost yet in our little predictions, I'm going to throw a loss here. I'm going to give the Chiefs, I'm going to give the Raiders coming in Monday night upset alert. Um, I, I just really think they're going to be a feisty team. And hey, we've seen them come into Arrowhead before. So it's not new necessarily within the last few years. So yeah, there's the first loss. Bills at home, though, I think they bounce back. I think I think that last year in the playoffs, that the Bills lost to the Chiefs. I really think that's going to psychologically scar them a little bit. Uh, man, just, just losing with 13 seconds left. I think the Chiefs have the mental advantage there. So I'll go Chiefs there. At Niners, I do think it's a tougher game, uh, maybe than it sounds on the surface. Um, but, you know, if Trey Lance is starting, uh, you know, they're, they're going to be a, in a, some sort of, you know, level of development where maybe they're not all the way there. I see the Chiefs going into the bye week with a win. And then, you know, week eight bye, week nine, they come out Sunday night football against the Titans. I'll have them taking care of business here. I think the Titans are going to see a little bit of a, a step down this year. I think they're going to kind of regress a little bit from their one seed uh, record last year. So, yeah. So uh, three and one in that stretch. I give them, so, I give them a loss to the Raiders. Jeez. So, Really, it was six and one heading into the bye week. I don't blame you for giving the Raiders at home loss. I mean, the Chiefs always have a dumb loss and then they exactly. refocus. Everyone is upset on the radio for a week and then they win a game against the Bills. Like you can see that stretch. That stretch always right. happens in Kansas City where they lose to the Raiders. The sky is falling and then they whoop the Bills the next week and then everyone's back on the, the bandwagon. So, John, Ron has left it seven and one in your hands. Uh, well, I think the Chiefs have to beat the Jaguars. I don't see how that could not play out. You get, you get another version of the Reed Peterson matchup yeah. and the, the mentor mentee. You know. Yeah, and and Andy Reed always does well in those games. Yeah, and then since we since uh, Rocky picked the Chargers to lose in Week Two, I'm going to say the Chargers are going to win in Week Eleven. It's only reasonable that we would split those games. Um, the Rams, man, that's going to be a tough one. That was a close game four years ago, uh, under the ash cloud in Los Angeles. Um, I think it'll be a close game again, but I don't think Patrick Mahomes throws three interceptions and fumbles the ball twice. So it ought to be a pretty close game. Um, but, um, yeah, and they're at home. So I'll say the chiefs win that one. And then the Bengals on the road, man, this one is going to be tough. I think the Chiefs are going to be bigly motivated uh, to win this game. There's a lot at stake here for the Chiefs, um, and I, I I think they're going to if they can't win this game, that's going to be a tough thing for them to take. Um, but I think it's going to be close. I think the Bengals were a lot better team than we expected last year. Oh man, I think it's overtime at least, uh, and I and I, I'm just going to have to go with the Chiefs by a field goal. But it really could go either way. Okay, so it's going to come down to Butker and McFearless. Hopefully Harrison <laughs> is available this year. Okay, let's, uh, let's recap here. So we got a 10-2 and two record at this point entering the final five games. Don't kill me here. I just think the Broncos are going to want this one more. I think they're, they're finally going to get the win at home on Sunday Night Football. So I'm going to drop them to 10-3 and three, uh, against the Broncos on Sunday night. The Texans is an automatic win. I don't even have to talk about that. I would be stunned if the Texans do anything this year. Uh, the Seahawks on Christmas. Drew, I know you'll be home for Christmas, but you'll be a backup. Gino's going to lose to Patrick Mahomes. So I'm going to give them 12 <laughs> and three. It'll be New Year's Day. The Chiefs are no longer taking the Broncos lightly. So let's give them the 13 and three nod. 
And then at Raiders, and similar to the same reason for John, I cannot, I can see the Raiders winning one game. I cannot see them winning two games. So that puts us at 14 and three. This is certainly the Arrowhead Pride Podcast Network because that is a, a very <laughs> uh, Chiefs record there. And 14 and three would probably do it. I think if you can say that they can get to 14 and three, I would tend to think that that would be the best record in the AFC. And who knows? I mean, maybe there's another team, but you would hope that you would have the tiebreakers to at least get uh, the, the AFC bye week there. All right. I want to go around the room one more time for any final thought that you guys might have uh, on this uh, schedule. And as we enter now uh, the part of the uh, season and off season where we actually get to plan things in the fall because we can work around the the chiefs here, but John, uh, any final thoughts on this schedule? Well, we knew this was going to be a very difficult schedule and, uh, and by the most reasonable measure we have available to us at this moment, which is the, uh, the Vegas odds, it is far and away by an order of magnitude, the most difficult schedule in the league. It's not even close, but we knew that we knew that six weeks ago, just looking at the opponents and whether they were at home or on the road, et cetera. Uh, so we shouldn't be surprised. That this is a tough schedule when it's all laid out on paper. But it has been for the last, what, three or four seasons. And year before last, wasn't it? The Chiefs went 14 and two against a difficult schedule. You know, yes, this is going to be hard. But the Chiefs are a really good football team. I don't think it's unreasonable that they could get to 14 and three. I don't think it's unreasonable that they could end up at 12 and five or 11 and six either because it's a difficult schedule. But I, I think the idea that it's got to be that because it's so difficult is, is just not there. The chiefs are a good team. They have this schedule because they're a good team. They can, they can prevail. The question is, will they run? Yeah, no, I'm with John on this because we've seen the Chiefs have uh, a tough schedule every year. So it's not necessarily uh, any different. But, you know, when you're adding the 17th game now, all of a sudden you're playing the Bucks out of nowhere. You know, that is that is something <laughs> they kind of add into it with this extra schedule. But no, uh, I, I do want to say, too, with our schedule prediction, I mean, all losses we predicted were in the division. And so I, I do think that is fairly accurate that they could we could see them go three and three and still have a really good record. Right. And so when you when you factor in, yeah, they, they have a, a loss here or there to a, a non-con team or, a, you know, a, a, an out of division team outside of the ones we predicted. Yeah, you get to 12 and five there and all of a sudden it makes it makes a little more sense with how tough the schedule it is. All that to say, though, I do think there's a chance that you know, and, and I'm guilty of this too, but maybe we, you know, the Tyreek stuff, all that, we maybe underrate a little bit how, how good the Chiefs will still be, right? I, I you know, we, we come into it and all of a sudden there's, they're still the dominant team. They're still better than every team they play, even if they lose a few of them. We could definitely be that, uh, see that be the case, especially if we see a, a new version of the offense, which obviously I think we are going to see. Um, we'll just see how, how it's effective. So, yeah, I, I don't think 14 and three, you know, as tough as the schedule it is, like, as John said, it wouldn't surprise me either. This team is still, you know, it has Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid, and the way they reinvent themselves, that may give them an advantage this year that we haven't seen them have the past couple of years, maybe. A, a quick follow-up point, because I thought it was a good one on the Tyreek Hill stuff. What we might have underrated, and and Rock, you had the beginning of the schedule as we were talking about it, and we gave you the Buccaneers one, but there are sometimes growing pains with these Chiefs, and they will be growing this new offense right at the beginning. So it wouldn't be stunning if they got to the end of Cardinals, Chargers, Colts, and Bucks and got out two and two, right? Because they're 
coming into their own. They're mm-hmm. learning right. how to play with each other. It's very different than the preseason. So it's a point to to remember. I mean, in, in recent years, we have seen stretches of struggle. And I think that's a point to run. But you know, if that does happen in, in this year, that's where I think it's just tough. If, if you do get one of those stretches, which it's basically a new offense in a, in a lot of ways, uh, it's just going to be tough to win the AFC by now that there's only one. I, I you know, I, I go back to the NFL changing that rule and it almost really feels like two teams should still get a buy, but it just isn't the case anymore. It, you know, it, there are, you know, there's two great teams in every conference and that one is always every year going to get screwed in a way. And, and the Chiefs might be that team this year. All right, Rocky, any final thoughts for you? Yeah, I mean, we talked a little bit about um, Chiefs circling games on the schedule, but I think we can't overlook the fact that the Chiefs are going to be circled on a lot of schedules. Yeah, um, You look at every one of our division opponents, they're going to have us circled both times they play us because they're all three of them are sick and tired of losing to the Chiefs. And then you look at the Bills, they're coming off of – the Chiefs are going to be coming off playing the Bucks, which is going to be a hard road game, and then an emotional game at Arrowhead, and then on a short week – having the Bills come in. You know that the Bills have had the Chiefs circled since last year. They're going to be coming and giving everything they got. And then you also have, you know, the 49ers have the, are going to have the Chiefs circled as well because once you lose to a team in the Super Bowl in recent memory, you have them circled from there on mm. out. So that's going to be eight games just off the top of my head where these teams are going to come out slugging. And this is really like in the past that some, some Chiefs players have been accused of being soft or not being able to, you know, really, you know, like enter into a bit of a, of a fist fight on the field. And it's going to be one of those seasons where it's really going to see how tough these guys are because every single game, I think is going to be a dog fight. Yeah, that, that's a, a great point, Rock. And and it plays again into the article that I dropped with the schedule of just, we usually name one biggest game for the Chiefs. And I named three. And I talked about that a little bit where they do have revenge style games with the Buccaneers and the Bengals. But I also called the Bills game a really big game because these two teams have become each other's biggest conference rivals. I think a lot of it is because of the playoff matchups and really the quarterback play, the big arms. Now that Alan Mahomes are doing things together, like hanging out, we wrote the other day or doing the match with each other. They're being friendly, but they'll, they'll get on the field. They'll have this regular season game and you'll see another great game is what I would anticipate. But those are the three biggest games for the chiefs. It's a great point by you rock to say like the Colts probably have a little bit there. You know, when the last time they saw Andrew Luck was, was on the field when the chiefs were beating them in the playoffs, right? Uh, you have the 49ers, <laughs> Uh, you had the Tennessee Titans that lost an AFC title game and then had to watch the Chiefs go and win uh, the Super Bowl. The Chargers have been a little brother. The Broncos have been a little bit little brother. Uh, so there, there are these built-in biggest games of the year that it really isn't the biggest game of the year for the Chiefs. And, and that, you know, that was part of why I gave the Broncos the win. I mean, the Broncos and Denver and the whole vibe of that city, when that game comes up, is going to be, we need this game. It is going to be a playoff game, for, and it just won't be for Kansas City. That's just the, the reality of it, right? Can they overcome that? Man, that would be sweet, but that's why they play the games. This is the schedule. That's why we have it. We're looking forward to Sunday, September 11th, 325 p.m. The Chiefs open up their schedule against Cliff Kingsbury, Patrick Mahomes' old coach, uh, and the Arizona Cardinals. Should be fun. Uh, should be a great time. It'll be here before we know it. And so we're, we're happy that 
we were able to talk about the schedule. We have more information about the schedule at arrowheadpride.com. We'll continue talking to you right here on the Arrowhead Pride Podcast Network. Thank you to Rocky McGonka. Thank you to Ron Kopp. Thank you to John Dixon for joining me late here as the schedule is released. I'm Pete Sweeney. Thank you for joining us on another edition of the AP Reaction Roundtable. Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a Pod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the Pod wherever you get your podcasts. Support for this show comes from Wix Studio. Designers and devs. You might be able to do your thing better on Wix Studio, a web platform with everything you need to deliver bespoke sites hyper-efficiently. Design teams get a ton of smart features that can take the grind out of web creation without it costing per-pixel control. Dev teams, you get a zero-setup, developer-first environment combined with an AI code assistant and your preferred IDE for rapid deployment. Search Wix Studio today to explore the full range of features. 